Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca, and today we have a very important show lined up. My co-host today... She's back, Joan Kelly Walker of The Real Housewives of Toronto, also the founder of the Joan Kelly Walker Collection, available at walmart.ca. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I'm always happy to be here. You know that. I know. Did you have a great vacation? I I haven't seen really or talked to you since Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. I gave you a really big hug. (laughs) Contrary to the belief of many Canadians, human trafficking is a huge rampant problem in Canada. It's one of the fastest growing criminal industries in the world. According to Statista, the number of human trafficking victims identified worldwide more than doubled between 2008 and 2016. Wow. Hmm. It's happening everywhere and it's time to start a conversation and bring awareness to this complex issue. Today I am joined by Shay Invidiata. My friend, she's also the founder of Freedom, a Toronto-based anti-trafficking organization. Marky Dell, a trafficking survivor, thank you so much for being here today. No, thanks. And uh, she's now a speaker and advocate against human trafficking. And Christy Langschmidt, founder of the Toronto Counter Human Trafficking Network and chair of the board of Aurora House. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes. So now I was one of those people that didn't know how prevalent human trafficking was in Canada until Shay, last year you invited me to the Freedom Walk and I know Joan Mm -hmm. was alongside uh, me. Yeah, I was happy to be part of that walk. I had done other work with World Vision internationally looking at human trafficking and like importing humans. And so I was aware of the problem, but I really had no idea of the prevalence in Canada. Yeah, so I had no idea. So Mm -hmm. Shay, thank you for introducing me to this and uh, for being here today. What is human trafficking? So the uh, UN definition is a little more complex. So to um, put it in layman's terms, it's uh, human trafficking is essentially whenever somebody is harboring or keeping uh, somebody else, either it's against their will, forcing them, coercing them, luring them for the purpose of exploitation to um, make money from them or for sexual purposes, which is oftentimes translating to sexual exploitation. So when somebody is being taken, whether it's domestically, like we sometimes think that human trafficking means you have to cross a border. And over 90% of the victims that we see in Canada are domestic, meaning Canadians. So these are not uh, victims that are coming from places like Hungary or India and being brought into Toronto, although that does happen. We are seeing so much domestic. So it could be from Hamilton to Toronto, Vancouver to Toronto. Wow, like I had no idea. What was I doing? Sleeping under a rock? Um, it's hidden, though. It is hidden. And, you know, a lot of people, um, you just wouldn't think that something like this happens here. And therefore, you're not even looking for the signs. And then if you don't know what the signs are, if you see a situation that seems off to you, most Canadians would never make the connection that, that this could be a situation of slavery, exploitation, or that something horrific is happening. Um, And so the awareness component is so vital to this issue to educate people that this is a problem that is happening here in Canada. It's not just happening overseas. Um, And being able to tell people how to identify it, how to raise up our young kids in high schools, even in elementary schools, on the signs to look for. How to not fall victim being lured and preyed upon through things like Facebook, Snapchat, Tinder. 
Um, you know, we just saw that recent case where the girl was being was lured through Tinder just a couple of weeks ago that the case broke out with Toronto police. Um, and so it's slowly starting to be more um there's an awareness across multi-different ways and platforms that are finally being exposed. And what sort of tactics do these perpetrators use to lure them in? Well, at the beginning, um, you know, it's not, obviously, it's not fear-based. So, you know, when you think of um, being a young person, the average age of entry in Canada um, is between 13 and 16 years old. And so when you think of who's preying on these predominantly young females, the tactic to get them is to, um, you know, uh, speak to certain vulnerabilities. So you're going to say to them, wooing them, telling them how beautiful they are. You know, you want to get together with them. They're the most beautiful thing that or person that they've ever seen. And so you're at that point, you know, you're starting this like what we would call the wooing um, boyfriend process. So at the beginning, it's offering gifts, offering to take out for coffee dates, uh, shopping, whatever you want. Um, and so that's where the where it starts uh, from this grooming, non-fear, non-threatening base. In a very short period of time, uh, the pimp or the trafficker preying upon this young female will be able to tell if he's going to be able to break her and bring her to a point um, that he's going to then say everything that he's given to her is actually not free, that there's a debt that's incurred, and this is how she's going to have to pay it back. And then the switch is flipped. But you think like a 17 or 18-year-old, they'd be able to just walk away from that. Why can't they walk away? It, it, de- it depends on the situation. Um, Especially you know, if I, they're in a situation, because a lot of people might be asking, well, you know, she's old enough. Why doesn't she just walk away, right? Like, So, um, again, it goes, it goes back to um, the fear and the control that is instilled in these young girls. Um, and again, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes between a lot of physical abuse, um, rape, being tortured. Um, and most of this is always usually filmed. So there's always, always these girls are being threatened that if you try to escape, I'm going to show you what's going to happen to you. If wow. you try to escape, I'm going to show your family what you've been doing and putting it online. So you're afraid of if you were to leave what if they catch you what if you know um what if you can't escape and then what's going to happen to you we're talking about a very important topic and issue here human trafficking on the dating and relationship show we'll be right back you're listening to the dating and relationship show with laura bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. And today, my special co-host is Joan Kelly Walker of The Real Housewives of Toronto and Hi, the everyone. founder of the Joan Kelly Walker Collection at uh, available at Walmart. And today is a very special show. We are talking about human trafficking it's a huge rampant problem here in Canada, and my special guests are Toronto-based anti-trafficking uh, organization leader, Free Them, Shea Nvidiata, Marky Dell, a trafficking survivor, and Christy Langschmidt. She's a founder of the Toronto Counter Human Trafficking Network and the chair of the board at Aurora House. Joan has so a question. So you know what, what keeps coming into my head and, and like ringing really loudly is 
what can I do? How do I know? Like, what if I see a girl that is young and with someone that doesn't look quite right? Or, uh, you know, if all of a sudden they have all these expensive clothes or bag, like, uh, like how? what are the warning signs that a lay person like me can look for to, you know, to maybe think, oh, maybe I should step in. Maybe I should call the police. Maybe I should check this a little further. And how do we know that they're not sugar daddy hunters? Yeah. So, Christy, can you <laughs> actually do Last that? week's show, it's, uh, the guy we had on was talking about how women have t- all turned into sugar daddy hunters in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny, but this isn't funny. So <laughs> I had to bring that up. Okay, so go ahead. So Christy, how do, how sure. do we know? Um, well, you, you actually named a few of them. Um, if you have a young girl, if we're talking about young girls, which they often are, um, who have bags, clothes that it doesn't make sense that they can afford because they don't have a job that you know have or a lifestyle with parents that could afford that sort of that's actually one of the things that we look for. I think one of the number one questions that that we have is people don't understand how this can happen to someone. And this can happen to anyone. Absolutely anyone. Shay talked about um, how some of the pimps or traffickers will try to zone in on a vulnerability, try to figure out what that person, that young person is really needing, whether it's love and support. Maybe they do come from a broken home. Maybe it's just feeling included. Maybe they do want to feel beautiful and desired. Um, so, so if you I- have someone who's going through a downward spiral, so their grades are slipping, they're starting to disconnect from their friends, their family, and their their normal support systems, that's going to be something that a trafficker is going to try to do, is to try to get you to disconnect. Obviously, if this is starting to happen in your life, suddenly one of the things that you most wanted, a boyfriend, someone who told you how wonderful you are, how beautiful you are, whatever it was that you were most desiring is suddenly all of your dreams are coming true. And then suddenly they pull the switch on you and they show you a video saying, look, I've got a picture of you dancing without a shirt on. And if you don't do what I want, I'm going to show this to your parents. I'm going to show it to you know, all the people at school and in today's world of social media, that all can happen very, very quickly. Or in case of an older person, maybe even your employer, suddenly it's a blackmail situation. So you've got to do this for me, help me make some money. Or oftentimes it's a love card, right? Like, oh my God, I love you so much. And I borrowed this money from these scary people and they want it back. If only there was some way we can make five grand. Well, there's this party. If you go and you just all you have to do is take your shirt off and dance around in your bra a little bit, then they're going to pay you. And right. then they get video footage of that and you've, you've got a black. So it's And the, to mm. add to the blackmail saying, if you love me, you'll do this for me. Yeah. This is how you can show me well, how. Well, you know, Marky's wow. sitting in studio and she's a victim of human trafficking. So let's ask Marky, w- tell us your story a little bit. How did uh, How did it all begin for you? I was lured in by a female friend. Um, So I was very shy. I was 19 at the time, and I had a hard time making friends. And I, you know, very, very shy and very vulnerable. And this older girl um, approached me, befriended me, and kind of sold a lifestyle. You know, I have money. I live out in Toronto. I'm from Hamilton myself. um, And I... Um, I go to a lot of parties and I'd love to have you join me kind of thing. So I just thought this girl wanted to be my friend. I'm like, oh, I'm finally cool. You know, like this is what I want. You know, she sold me on, used to party with Drake, all that kind of stuff. So I went to her birthday party up in Toronto. And then the next day, um, she actually drove me to a strip club without me knowing. I thought she was driving me home. Um, And then while we were in the strip club parking lot, 
she told me I owed her money. And we're here at a strip club. I know how you can make it. Um, So she said I owed her money for the rental car because she picked me up from my home in Toronto, or sorry, in Hamilton. Um, The gas club entry from the night before, drinks. Yes. So um, so then I I really felt like I I owed her this money. And And you felt bad because she was being so kind to you. Yes, she was being very kind to me. But then that day in the car, in the parking lot, she just turned. There was no soul in her eyes. She was threatening me. She threatened to kill my dog, my dad. What? Um, And then she told me there was men inside the club watching me. So I couldn't say anything to anyone. And it's like, they're watching you to ensure you make this money. But once you make the $600, um, we're square. We're even. And But then that was not the case. Um, so I went in, I made her that money that day, and um, she drove me back to her home. I was raped by her and her pimps because um, it's a tear. Um, she she has her pimp, um, and then now she's uh, the bottom bitch um, who recruits. So she recruits for her pimp, and then ultimately she's kind of my pimp. Um, so then her and her pimps raped me, and then it was kind of a cycle. The next day they drove me to the strip club. I was scared. Um, you weren't was- able to go home? No, no. It, I was watched on a constant basis. Um, they took my cell phone. They took my IDs. And um, there was no opportunity to. And well, if there was, if I, you know, you, people say, why didn't you just tell someone in the strip club, was right? There like, no one there? like, who owned the strip club? Were they in on it? Like, did nobody work there that seemed reasonable? No, the strip club owners um, were they in on it? Oh, they'll take any girl. It's it's profit for them. Um, so they weren't in on these specific traffickers, but the club that I was working at um, did not have a problem with pimps in their clubs. We need to take wow. a break. Wow, insane. We're talking about human trafficking. When we come back, we're going to hear more of Marky Dell's story. She's a trafficking survivor here on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. What a great show today on the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, singleinthecity.ca. Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto is sitting next to me. And in studio, we have Marky Dell. She's a trafficking survivor. Shay Invidiata. She's a founder of Freedom, a Toronto-based anti-trafficking organization. And Christy Langschmidt. She's a founder of the Toronto Counter Human Trafficking Network and chair of the board at, at Aurora House. And before the break, we were talking to Marky Dell. She is a trafficking survivor. And thank you so much again for being here today. You brought tears to my eyes for sure. I can't believe that you had to go through that. She was telling us her story and um, how she was trafficked. And we we just want her to continue with the story. Sure. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Um, Okay. So after I was first initially um, made to work at the strip club, then it, you know, it followed with sexual abuse, threats. um, And I, I, stayed because of that. So every day they would bring me into the strip club, drive me to the strip club, um, and I would work bell to bell, and they would pick me up. And then as soon as I got into the car, they would ask me for my money. Sometimes they would even come into the strip club and collect money throughout the day, see how I'm doing, see if I'm working. Um, But didn't anybody report you missing? 
No. So what they did was they made me call my dad and um, tell him everything's good, everything's fine. I just moved out with a girlfriend um, because they, I've always wanted to live in Toronto and she got, she knew that because I told her But wasn't all your stuff at home? You weren't living at home. I was. I was living with my dad. Well, didn't he go, okay, well, how did you move out with all your stuff here? So at 19, that's kind of a normal stage that a girl would move out, right? Right. Yeah, but wouldn't you bring your stuff? Yeah, your clothes and everything. You'd think, right? Yeah. Um, So... Your dad I'm must have sure. been worried sick. Yeah, my dad was worried sick. Um, but I, they gave me an opportunity to talk to him a few times and tell him I'm good, I'm fine. But of course, that phone call was controlled, um, and he was worried sick. Um, but he didn't know what to do, and he didn't know what was going on, right? So, and at this time, there was no awareness, there was no training. So it's not like it's on the media, and my dad could have pointed out, you know, I think that's what's happening to my daughter. It was just kind of like, okay, you know, she moved out. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but um, so. And then what happened was during the first couple times I was at a strip club, I saw people that I knew. Mm. So rumors got around quickly that I became a stripper, and everyone just disowned me everyone did not want to be my friends um and so i had nothing left i had no friends i had no one to go home to or turn to um so i was cut off from everything and being shuttled from strip club to strip club like what was going on in your head at this time i or at that time was horrified um just it would be thinking of what am I going to do? Like I have to dance on the stage naked, you know, and it would just be anticipating that and and being so nervous about that. And OK, just get through this night, get through this night. You know, I'm going to first go to the bar, order a drink, you know, get another drink and just kind of numb it and see and just kind of be like, okay, it's going to be okay. Get through the first hour. And after a while, it becomes your normal and you're no longer really scared to go because it's just now it's your life and you I accepted it did they feed you with a bunch of drugs um sometimes it took a it took a while um they at first they wanted a clean girl um and then when I got a little bit more feisty they would give me drugs (laughs) and how were your Mm. how were you feeling mentally at that time in your life I lost all of my self-worth and I was just depressed. I didn't have, you know, anything to live for. I would fantasize about suicide. Um, and, but it was just reality. So how long did this go on for? Um, it was a, about six months. Um, of strip clubs. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, I left that pimp and I actually, after I got out, I fell into the hands of another pimp. Um, so... That first of all, how did you leave that first pimp and, and how did you get redirected to another one? So I confided in a customer because I didn't know I was being human trafficked. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what a pimp was. Um, so I just knew something was wrong. Um, so I confided in a customer and I uh, we devised a plan and I ran out of the strip club into his car and he drove me to a motel and he paid for the motel and uh, bought me some clothes, bought me food every day. And I stayed in that motel until I called um, a friend that I thought was a friend. He was older. He was double my age. And he turned out um, 
to pimp me out as well. Um, but just just for himself. So he made me work, but he kept all the money. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever have an opportunity to phone police or did that even occur to you? It didn't occur occur to me because I thought on what basis? You know, I you know for you know, I felt like I yeah. was willingly giving them this money even though I felt forced. I still felt, you know, they didn't put a gun to my head. So, it's my fault. We need to take a break. When we come back, I want to hear the good side. You're here today. You got out. So we want to hear about that. When we come back, we're talking about human trafficking on the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. My co-host today is Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto, and uh, she's also the founder of the Joan Kelly Walker Collection, available at walmart.ca. We're talking about human trafficking today and how rampant of a problem it is here in Canada and the rest of the world. Joining me in studio today is Shay Invidiata. She's a founder of Free Them, a Toronto-based anti-trafficking organization. Marky Dell, who has been amazing in telling her story. Thank you so much. Thanks. She's a trafficking survivor. And Christy Langschmidt, she's a chair of the board of Aurora House and amongst other things. I just want to hear from Marky now again. So you actually were able to leave. Mm-hmm. So because everyone wants to hear a happy ending to the story. So please tell us how you were able to, to leave. The Hamilton police um, was tipped off. Uh, from the strip club owner. So one of them, the Hamilton strip club owner, contacted the police because he was aware of the signs. Um, And then he interviewed me. um, And then he introduced me to um, a safe house. And then I was taken to a safe house for a couple days um, where I met some mentors. Um, And then from that, throughout the years, I just had Um, contact with certain mentors and that kind of started my healing process. So at what point did you get tipped off in your brain like oh my goodness I've been human trafficked? When the police police... you've been human trafficked. Really? And I I was like I do not know what that is and they said you have a pimp and I I said I have no idea what a pimp is. I actually thought it was a fake thing. Um, So they gave me they showed me a book which is called Pimpology um, the 48 Laws of the Game. There's actually a handbook out there that teaches pimps. Um, and I read it, and everything that was on the first page was what happened to me. It teaches pimps? Oh my Shouldn't goodness. it be illegal, this book? Is it black market? It must be. You can buy it on Amazon. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, okay. like yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other yeah. issue. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Wow. I just so if I, people. if I, you know, if my radar goes off and I think, okay, here's something that's not quite right. Do I phone the police or do I approach the girl or what do I do? I would say, like, if know, someone had approached have... you and said, "Look, are you okay?" What would you have just said? I'm, I'm fine. I would have said I'm fine. <gasps> I would have. I wouldn't have known because inside, you know, I know something's not right, but not enough. To know, like, I am not safe. This is not, you know, completely right. And to approach a girl is pretty dangerous, right? Because if their pimp finds out or if they're with the pimp, um, 
that could be a horrible endgame and you're not going to be able to reach the girl like you would if she was alone. Um, so there's different scenarios where, you know, it's appropriate um, in different scenarios. Well, Marky, what advice would you give to other girls that might be going through the same situation? What advice would you give to them? I would say that there is so much help out there. Um, and that there How should they approach that? Should they be calling the police? Yes, you can call the police. You can call your local, you know, YMCA, or you can eat, Google human trafficking, um, you know, mm-hmm. awareness or whatever. Toronto human trafficking, Toronto human There's trafficking. There's a four one one number now. But don't don't they Toronto. take your phone? They do, right? But you can find access whether it's a customer's phone, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you want help, the thing is, if you want help, there is help. But these most girls don't know they even need help. So uh, let's talk about education for young girls. Like you said, it starts normally from 13 to about 19 years old. How did those girls become aware of the signs that they might be vulnerable or they might be being trafficked? Like, is there a way that we can educate young girls so that they know the signs? Jay, yeah. So this has been, uh, like, Freedom was founded in 2010. So Yes, you tell know, us about Freedom. We're um, coming up on a 10-year decade journey uh, in Canada fighting human trafficking and exploitation. Good for you. And um, this has been a from the beginning. So I founded Freedom because when I looked across the landscape of Canada and agencies that are doing rescue work, um, and doing good work, there was this massive component of awareness and education that lacked. And back in 2009, 2010, we were educating politicians on what human trafficking is, including at the time, our Minister of Immigration, that he's the Minister of Immigration and did not know the difference between human trafficking and human smuggling. And so starting from there, and then even with the police, how to look at a female who is a victim and not not needing to arrest them to lay charges, which that's what our laws were back in 2010 and only up to recently in uh, in 2014. So there's been this this lack and you go, freedom can only reach so many people. You guys, we can all just reach so many people. And what needs to take place is from the top down, from a federal standpoint, to legislate that all provinces of Canada and of course of Ontario are implementing human trafficking, the signs to look for what it is in the curriculum. And that's not happening in the school system. And what about educating Johns that these girls may not be doing this because they want to? Like, it seems like the Johns just think that these girls are are happy in this situation. Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, that's not true. Yeah, um, there are... um, organizations and groups that it's called a John's school. So going in to um, educate men who are purchasing females or purchasing bodies so for sex. Convicted guys. Convicted or yeah. have come into some form of realization um, or might be part of like a probation that they have to go and meet certain amount of hours. Um, and that does need to happen. Absolutely. But the most important thing first right now is that it needs to go into our into our education. And so when you look at like two different amounts of resources and time and investing and whatnot, we need to start with the younger generations mm-hmm. to rise them up to know the signs to look for and what it is. We need to take a break. We'll be right back on the Dating and Relationship Show. 
now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. I'm Joan Kelly Walker, and I'm here at Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, on the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. I'm happy to sit in the co-host chair today. And we're having a super interesting conversation about something that is happening everywhere, and it's time to continue the conversation and bring awareness to this really complex issue. And we are very fortunate today to have uh, in studio Shay, the founder of Free Them, a Toronto-based anti-trafficking organization, Marky a trafficking survivor who's been I'm so thankful that you're sharing your story in such a candid way uh, and now uh, being a speaker and an advocate against human trafficking and also we have Christy Langschmidt the founder of the Toronto Counter Human Trafficking Network and chair of the board of Aurora House which is making great strides in this area but I want to start our first question is um, we were just touching a little bit about education and what's, what needs to happen going forward so that young boys and girls recognize when there might be vulnerability for human trafficking and hopefully kind of stunt it in its way. So, Christy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a really important thing. I am one of many members um, of the network um, and, and was there from the beginning. Um, and several of us have gone in, um, I know Shay's been in as well, um, to the public school system. We can't get approval to go in from the TDSB. Um, I know some groups have had a little bit uh, more success with the Catholic school board. But um, I don't think it's because they don't care about the kids, but really there's just not an awareness of the problem. And we've been screaming from the mountaintops that the traffickers are talking to your kids, Mm -hmm. boys and girls. So you need to let someone else go in and tell them this is what grooming looks like. This is exactly what it is. This person's going to fall in love with you and everything's going to seem great. And suddenly they're going to be in trouble and they need you to do something for them to make some money real quick. I mean, there's lots of different stories, Mm -hmm. but they all sound the same when you hear them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, so we have had some success going in. What the network has decided as a group to do is to never go into the schools without a trained counselor present. And the reason for that is we had a police officer tell us there is a kid being trafficked in every single high school in Toronto. Every single one, there's a kid who's already in trouble. So we were having kids disclosing, like, and then they have to go to math class. They're walking up to us and saying, this is happening to me, this is happening to my friend, this is happening to my cousin, and then... And then what, right? You know, we have to leave the school. We're not supposed to even be there. And so we started, so now we've, as a group, have only go in when we have a trained counselor who's there. So we have someone there to talk to the kids. Um, I think the people and I think the advocacy that Shay and other groups are doing are so important. Like we need the decision makers to understand this is a huge problem. It's happening to their kids. It's happening to your kids. So, And I think it's important, too, for the parents to educate themselves so that they can educate their children as well. And watch for the signs for their own kids. But, you know, the school system, they can't even decide on how to how to explain sex ed exactly. to kids. Exactly. So does this become part of the sex ed program? Or is there like a, a clever, concise video that you use as your main teaching tool that's approved? Like, I, I don't know it's, how to go about that. It's something that Free Them um, has been, well, since 2010, has been pushing our former premier of Ontario to get it into the curriculum. And this was a another good opportunity with the sex ed where it's like, okay, we've this is on the table, and that is the easiest way to first just get it back 
on the table for discussion. Um, and we're actually meeting with um, the Ministry of Education in February. We finally actually have a meeting set. And one of our other partners at Covenant House is going to be present for that meeting. Again, going in to say this needs to be in the curriculum. Because part of the problem is not just the students, you know, you mentioned earlier about making parents aware, but you know what's going on in the schools because kids come home with their slips and show mom and dad, like, this is what we're learning. There's a parent awareness day to come out to. So if it's not being done from the top down and implemented from the school, it's it's so challenging to captivate the parents' attention. Like, unless they're following Freedom and they're listening to even, like, your hopefully show. Hopefully they're listening, yeah. Right, and then they start, you know, today. joining us and, and doing their own homework. Um they're not going to they're not going to learn about it you're going to read about it in the newspaper and like christy mentioned they're going to go well that would never happen to my kid and i I, with no word of a lie since 2010 every time i go and speak in a high school i have at least one student come up to me and say i think this is happening to one of my friends and so it's incredible you know that christy was it was it yeah, because yeah. so back then, and and you know, you think 2010, and most people had no clue; they had never even heard the word human trafficking. You know, Marky's talking about a time that's like 2012, so that's like right there where it's like people were not aware of the word. Uh, never mind that it's happening here now. People are a little more educated, but when you think of p- describing. Marky's story or describing the situation when we go in and talk to students you're you're using at the beginning the word human trafficking but you're describing the whole process in the situation and this is where you have students coming up to you going I think this is happening to one of my friends I didn't know what it was called but she's got this boyfriend who's controlling doesn't let her do anything she has to work late she's getting all of these gifts she might have a brand she might have gotten her boyfriend's name on her neck or on her wrist which is really just a branded tattoo to let other pimps know on the streets that she is the territory of somebody else and don't come near. When you start piecing all of these things together, you have students coming up and going, this is happening to somebody else? Or like Christy said, this is happening to me. And so how do you reach all of these students in the thousands and thousands of schools across Canada when Aurora House, Free Them, East Metro, Covenant House, we can only do so much. And for the lack of better words, majority are very underfunded. So the resources are not even there, which again goes back to the premier to say to the Ontario government, we have to introduce this into the curriculum. Now is the time. 2019 is the year. We have to take a break. We're bringing awareness to human trafficking on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we are bringing awareness to human trafficking, a huge rampant problem here in Canada. Joining us in studio is Shane Vidyata. She's the founder of Freedom. It's a Toronto-based anti-trafficking organization. And Marky Dell, she's a trafficking survivor who told us her story today. And also Christy Langschmidt. She's the founder of the Toronto Counter Human Trafficking Network. Joan Kelly Walker's yes, my co-host. Thank you. She's co-host <laughs> today. She's the founder I'm of here. the Joan Kelly Walker Collection. I want to know about the steps to eradicating trafficking, Shay. 
I have said for years that you can't fight something that you're not aware exists. And so the awareness, it goes right back to that um, and education. Education is the first step to becoming empowered um, and making better decisions. And without that, you're not going to be able to to change a person or change a country. And so um, free them, that's our primary mandate is on preventative measures to fight human trafficking. And so going to going to that education component this year um, for Canada, we're in an election year. Uh, for anybody listening that says, you know, hey, I really I'd like to do something. Uh, what can I tangibly do? Because we do events throughout the year that people could come out to and uh, donations and so forth that are greatly needed. But if you want to actually take action, um, call your MP, call your MPP, uh, call Lisa McLeod's office. We are going to be meeting with you have her. Phone number? <laughs> I don't. But I'm going to uh, put that on our social media, which is just uh, free them. <laughs> Um, if you look us up on Instagram and you'll see it and we'll put the number that you can actually call her office to say, hey, human trafficking is an important issue. What is your office doing to fight it in in our province? So that I would say is the the main first step that people can do to help us uh, fight human trafficking. And what are are there resources available to those who have been human trafficked? Well, there's a lot of organizations that that provide wraparound supports. Um, Shay named a few as well. Aurora House, of course, continues to support the residents who come and stay with us. Um, and we continue to touch base with them and offer them support. So that's everything from trauma counseling to whatever it is that they're looking for in their life to help them get to the next step. Um, but going online and just Googling what's in your city. There is an organization called um, Free Freedom Collaborative where you can go and see the different organizations and supports that are actually in the world, including in across Canada. So, so wherever you happen to be in Canada, and you can you can plug into those different organizations. East Metro Youth is another great, great one. And Marky, I want to hear from you. So Marky is a human trafficking survivor. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic today. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I recently got married two months ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I... I feel like the past couple years have just been um, complete healing, and I feel on top of the world. So, well, we're very, very happy for you, Shay. The Free Them Walk because we're obviously going to be involved again yes, this year. Thank you for doing that. How can people get involved? Um, well, first, you know, join us on our social platforms. Uh, if you go to uh, our website first, freedom.ca. You can sign up for our newsletter and you can be the first to know when we are going to um, open up registration for the walk, which will be in June this year. We are we have a date tentatively set for in September and we'll be announcing that um, over the next few weeks. Um, but that's the best course of action so that you can just be the first to know and then getting your teams together, start to invite out family and friends, let them know that you're going to be participating in the walk. And um, last year, we supported Covenant House Toronto, and uh, the funds went to go to a new supported house uh, for victims of trafficking, ages 16 to 24. And we were so grateful to be able to raise uh, over $64,000 for them. And this year, we have um, a bigger goal of 100000 minimum. 
And I'm really excited to share first on your show today that we have an exciting announcement of who our benefactor is going to be this year. And we are really, really grateful and excited to share that it's going to go to Aurora House. Yay! Yay. Oh and Christy God. didn't know that. Christy, you really <laughs> didn't even know that. She did not, did not know that. That's so no. exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah. So oh, we... Uh, <laughs> Thank you for it's very emotional, and um, anybody who knows me um, knows that Aurora House is dear to my heart, but also the need and the work that they do. They're one of the only safe houses in Ontario that take in girls who are pregnant or have recently given birth, and oftentimes that's um, because they've been raped by their pimp or from somebody who's purchased their body. And so we're so grateful for the work that you guys do. And they are in need of funds. And so at our board meeting uh, just a few weeks ago and at our committee meeting this uh, two Sundays ago, we decided as a group that this is where the funds need to go this year. Wow. So, Christy, can I ask, you. what's your capacity and where are you at? Like, are you close to capacity right now? We are close to capacity right now. We have uh, four adult women in the home. And babies. Mm. So part of our issue is as soon as that baby comes into the world, they count as a person. Mm. So right now we can take we can take up to seven people in the home. We can only have up to three unrelated people. So we have a variety of different units, which is really great because especially with this vulnerable sector, sometimes working with women who have been trafficked and women who have babies or who are expecting, sometimes women who have been trafficked have have lost children, had children taken from them, mm-hmm. or sustained injuries that prevent them from having kids. So it's really hard for them to be around little ones. So the two different units allow us to support both mm-hmm. without really creating triggers in their journey of healing. And how long do the women stay? We say that we'll support them up to 12 months, but we take it on a case-by-case basis, depending on where they're at in their healing journey. That brings us to the end of the show. Human trafficking is a very real issue in Canada, and it's crucial that we realize the difference we can make, whether it's taking action or bringing awareness to the issue. Thank you so much, Shay and Christy, for joining us and shedding light on this terrible crime. And Marky, thank you so much for sharing your story. You are such a trooper. So glad mm-hmm. that you got married and you're happy. Where can we all find everybody? Shay. Freethem.ca or on our Instagram, free underscore them underscore. You can find me at my Instagram. It's at marquee.etier. It's E-T-H-I-E-R. And Christy. And aurorahouse.ca. And Joan. Joan K-W-W on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura underscore Bellotta on Instagram. And check out my website, singleinthecity.ca. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Until next week, ciao. 